Hi, I am Dr. Vinay Kumar Surana. I am DM endocrinologist uh, and having the 10 years of experience in the field of diabetes and endocrinology. And currently, I am placed at uh, Manipal Hospital in New Delhi. And today we are going to discuss about a very, very interesting case and how this case should be managed in an appropriate manner so we can give the best to our patient. Treatment of diabetes remains mostly good interaction with the patients, uh, discussing about the lifestyle modification and as well as also an appropriate drug therapy. So we keep the blood glucose also under control and also mitigate the risk for the cardiovascular and the renal parameters because these two are the one of the most common risks which ultimately leads to complication in our patients with the diabetes. So I'll just take you through a case and then we discuss what best medicine we can think of and what we need to understand is that we have lots of newer medicine which has come up over the last 10 years which has shown very very excellent data in terms of mitigating risk for cardiovascular as well as the renal disease and even in those patients who were non-diabetic also. So this, this gentleman is a 45-year-old newly diagnosed type 2 diabetes. He just diagnosed six months back and with the multiple risk factors like obesity, hypertension, uh, increase in the cholesterol value. And he was initiated initially with the metformin with the advice for the lifestyle and diet modification, which is the standard treatment protocol for any newly diagnosed diabetic patients. And he recently visited again as a part of routine checkup after six months. And now at this time, if you look at his laboratory workup, which is showing a little worse reports in terms of HbA1c being 8.5%. Kidney function test is showing a GFR of 80, which is considered as a chronic kidney disease stage 2. And then his triglycerides are on a higher side, SDL is on the lower side, and LDL is uh, kind of in the range. He has been on a metformin 1000 mg twice a day, has been also on antihypertensive medications and also on this uh, medications for the cholesterol and with which his cholesterols are being maintained. But the important thing to look at it is BMI is 31 kilogram per meter square, which is way too high. So he need to reduce weight to mitigate this risk. So uh, the most important part, like earlier we used to say, okay, we'll do this stepwise therapy, we'll start you on the metformin, then we add another drug, then we add another drug. But what happened with the kind of the follow-up we have in our country, this adding another drug ultimately leads to a lot of delay in optimizing the blood glucose. And we do see the patients who are newly diagnosed with the diabetes remain uncontrolled even up to five years post-diagnosis of the diabetes. And remember, the golden years are the initial 10 years of the diabetes. If you control your uh, blood sugars levels very well in the initial 10 years of the diabetes, you will have an excellent outcome later on also. And that is was the evidence from the UKPDS data suggests that the legacy effect of early intensive therapy leads to difference in the CV even 10 years post-trial also. And that's why it's important to control fast, control early, and control appropriately. So both are very, very important. Now, what does the guideline say? We should first, we should keep an HbA1c which is less than 7%. And there are newer data which suggest, there are newer meta-analysis which suggest that when we put the patients on a combination therapy, this significantly increases the likelihood of achieving the blood glucose control less than 7% compared with the metformin-only therapy. Also, 
this leads to consistent durability also so the patient who has been with the early dual therapy kind of the treatment has maintained their blood glucose level absolutely normal even for the years together compared to the patients who were on a monotherapy so patients who has an hba1c more than 1.5% above goal at the diagnosis now both ada that is american diabetes association and european association for the study of diabetes recommends that first line treatment should be with a dual combination and then there is a drug called sglt2 inhibitor which can be used as a first post metformin treatment in patient with established cvd chf or ckd that means cardiovascular blood disease heart failure or the kidney disease now there are other combinations therapy also available like something like a sglt2 inhibitor and the dpp4 inhibitor for an example we can take empagliflozin and tenagliptin combination therapy which is very very famous and which both have a complementary mechanism and pleiotropic benefit which ultimately leads to an in lots of patients who have an established heart disease or who are at the higher risk of the heart disease like our patient who has a obesity who has a hypertension who has a dyslipidemia who have poor glycemic controls so these all put them on a higher risk of the heart disease or a heart failure or the ckd in such patients actually they have shown that the benefit of these drugs in the severe renal outcome is tremendous and and it's actually leads doesn't lead to the increased risk of heart failure also with any of these agents and then according to this studies which has shown that early achievement of hbc less than 7% but this combination could reach target hbc 12 weeks compared to the monotherapy so this patient who was on the monotherapy we see that he has been maintaining his hbc 8.5% which is way too high and for such patient if we put them on such kind of combination therapy we achieve within 3 months an optimum blood glucose level and that is something which is desirable so hba1c decrease by these kind of drug has demonstrated almost like 1.81% reduction and baseline of more than 8.5% at 24 weeks in metformin treated group and then benefit on the glycemic control were maintained at even at one year post this therapy and high percentage of the patient achieved the target blood glucose level that is less than 7% with this combinations now the combination actually offers a suitable component in the strategy to achieve target hba1c without increasing risk of the hypoglycemia and weight gain with improvement in overall lipid profile so a reduction in the incidence of genital infection was also which is a peer with the sgt2 inhibitor was seen when they were used along with the ttp4 inhibitor perhaps because of the better glucose control but other mechanism is something which is not known to us in summary i can just say that the ampa lena combination ampa glifosin lena glifosin combination provides robust hba1c reduction and two to four times higher odds of patient reaching the goal hba1c compared to individual patients with low hypoglycemic risk and having a durability which can persist for years together thank you